The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Never rushed and prepared to perfection using only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. And right now, Eric's Family Barbecue is taking pre-orders for the big game on February 13th. Call or come in now to place your order. $100 minimum and pick up Sunday between 11 and 2. Deadline to order is February 10th. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet mesquite repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. I feel like that guy. It's Allison Chains right there. Now I know what Lane was going through. I should do a show uh, this week for a, a tribute to the 3020. If you can believe it, 20 years since Lane Staley passed away, 30 years since that album Dirt came out. Man. The 3020. We're, we're working on a show for that later, but my God, that doesn't seem like it's possible, does it? But it is. It's happening. It's right in front of you. Uh, it is, oh my goodness, is that possible? It's 9.42 already. They flew by. Day, day one flew by. I'm going to take the next four days off. I like my one-day work <laughs> week last week. That was nice. <laughs> Got a lot done in the ways of a new hip and then just sleeping for four days. More NFT talk next oh, all this week. Toledo's <laughs> NFT Tuesdays are coming at you. <laughs> By the way, uh, Scott Haynes, our funniest listener, emailed over. He said, uh, you guys missed the whole point. I know you were asleep, John, but uh, NFTs, when Toledo talked about it, wasn't uh, what you think. It's how Toledo's dad signs Christmas cards, not father of Toledo, NFT. <laughs> Still sends him cards. to let him know he's not interested. He swiped right out loud, right in front of the kid. Uh, it's time now for the entertainment drill. It is brought to you by our friends at React Defense. Dot com, the home of Tactical Black Self-Defense Training. I went to uh, Cucina Madrigal on uh, Saturday night, first time out of the house in five days. And, uh, of course, my bigoted wife drives by the pay. It is not in a nice neighborhood. It's good, though. Food's great. Uh, Hopkins told me about it. He's like, you got to go. It had, and the news is all over it. It had some sort of review record that it had more reviews than any other place without ever dropping below a five-star review. Wow. And you go there, and you're like, this is amazing. And the patio was filled with, uh, I don't know, Mexican people, I guess. That's what you'd say. <laughs> and we drive by. And, you know, it's a bad neighborhood, so Megan's worried about that. She's a white woman. Get right. over it. They're all afraid of bad neighborhoods that they aren't comfortable in. Uh, they've been taught through time and, uh, you know, just eons of existence that uh, when you're a woman and you're in an area you're not comfortable, you should be wary of everyone in it. So we drive by the patio, and she goes, like what? This place looks scary. Like, because all the Mexican people in the Mexican restaurant patio? (laughs) But they look like scary ones. I'm like, all right, stop it. Just get out. You're just worried because it's an industrial area. Food was great. They look right out of a movie. Yep. You hear about all the stabbings and killings that go on there, but she was worried about it. And then I thought, well, what if something went south here? What if something got hairy while we're out in this area I don't know very well? With all and I'm all I am is just some cripple with a crutch. Just you know, I got nothing left. And I started thinking about using my crutch as a 
a weapon and all these other things. All this stuff that I've been taught in the past to just know your surroundings and know everything in your area. When you've got somebody that wants protection, can you do it? Do you know what you're doing? It's more than just being a guy who says, yeah, I got this. You don't know what you're up against half the time, and especially when you're busted like I am right now. And that's the fun of going out to uh, reactdefense.com. They, they teach you, analyze situations, do things like that. And it doesn't matter what kind of shape you're in at all, not even a little bit, because nobody cares what shape you're in. In fact, I'm the biggest target in the world right now uh, for people who want to come up and go, that guy's an easy push. Let's get him. Uh, so you got to be aware of what's going on around you. That's the first part of self-defense they train you out there with. Be aware of your surroundings, and here's ways to do it. Not just be visually aware, cognizant of what's happening around you. And there are little clues and signs that can keep you safe that you don't even think about. And they put it in your head, and it becomes your life. It's a lifestyle, and it's the thing I can't wait to get back to. Probably next Monday, I'll be sitting on the ground uh, doing arm fighting and stuff, not breaking this hip out, and just start my rehab there. They're going to help me get through this just as fast as they did my shoulder and my other leg. It's a great place to go. They are experts. They've been around for over 20 years for a reason, and everybody is just top-notch. Trained from the top, this pyramid is the same. These guys have all done the training together from the beginning, and it doesn't vary. Nobody's uh, introducing their own ideas. Uh, All three locations available to you. If you sign up, you can go to any one of them, and all of them equal parts awesome. Uh, They're in Phoenix, they're in Chandler, they're in Glendale, and they can help you feel like, oh, no, they're scary people. Make you feel all right. You'll be fine. Reactdefense.com. Check out their uh, merch, too, at tacticalblackvault.com. It's the home of Tactical Black Brady Entertainment. Kanye West is denying that he put a hit out on Kim Kardashian, but they're feuding now publicly. Brady, you know what somebody who puts a hit out on, on you does next? Denies it. Nobody who's ever put a hit out on somebody goes, ah, you got me. <laughs> of course you deny putting a hit on someone when asked. Ask me right now. Did I put a hit on Brady? Did you put a hit on Brady? Of course not. <laughs> Can you trust that? Hell no. No. If well, you're asking, yeah. assume it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He has, um, there's good reasons for him denying that. I don't know how you can interpret this uh, hit, but she means they're hurtful attacks coming um, by him accusing her of doing stuff that now it's going to go further uh, because, you know, he says, well, on the other side of it, you accuse me of uh, taking drugs and yeah, can't and anybody fight at home. It's anymore? a divorce. It's an ugly divorce. Can't can't one person have an argument at home with their sister, Brittany, or uh, their husband and wife, Kanye and Kim? that's his point. He's, He's like, like why, why, why do you bring it publicly? I guess. But they got don't they have plenty of clicks on this now? You can never have enough as far as they're concerned. TMZ will get the clicks, though. Yeah, I think the Kardashians just keeps their name up in the keeps your keeps their name in the public eye. I guess because I mean, really, what has Kim done other than (sighs) Pete Davidson, Kanye West, and you know, I mean, doesn't Ray J? Yeah, you're right. I guess that's it's all for attention. But it's just at a certain point, is airing dirty laundry like an awesome grab now? And it doesn't. It seems like it used to be people would sue for this kind of. Like the Inquirer used to be the one that said, oh, we found this out. And people would sue them, like, keep my business private. Now it's offered up. Oh, yeah. It's classless. Here's uh, something kind of fun on the uh, FanDuel side of it. Prop bets, Super Bowl prop bets are out. Oh, yeah. And kind of going down the line looking at some of the stuff, whether it's, uh, you know, what color of uh, Gatorade will be used on the winning team. Um. There's some stuff that team to score last wins the game. Oh, last score wins. Yeah. That's probably a pretty good bet. What are the odds of that? Uh, 
Yes is minus 230. No, plus 184. I thought it would be higher on one side or the other, but. Well, that's, yeah, that's a bet that could happen, though. That's like one of those. It's either that's a coin flip, so it's a coin flip result. Will the game be tied at any point? Yeah, right when after it starts. The first, after the oh. first quarter? Oh, that's not as high. Um, but just go down hmm. the line and look at they have every kind of prop line, QB props, receiving props. Where do I go for that? FanDuel. Oh, the FanDuel. In the Super Bowl, and it'll have a bunch of different categories. Yeah, that's going to make the Super Bowl a little more fun this year to play some prop bets. And you can come yeah. do that with us up at uh, CB Live in glorious Scottsdale. Sunday, that's going to be fun. Big party out there. These guys put it together for us, and we'll just go out and talk to you and give away things. Bengal fans, unite. Yeah, bring it. make it a Bengal party, Brady. You want the Bengal party to be out there? Come on out. Rams fans, you guys will arrive late and leave early. We understand how it works. <laughs> You're L.A., but Bengal fans, come on. Trudge your fat asses up there to CB Live. Brady will walk you through the menu. Those nachos are unbelievable. There'll be a lot of those being sold. Oh, yeah. and A lot of trays. Howard. Joel and Matt, get the trays ready. <laughs> we need Joel and Matt to be doubling up if we're going to make this a Bengals party. We need more spaghetti. More skitty and chili. That'd be great. Do some no, Coney. it wouldn't. It's never good. <laughs> Did you say do Coney, too? Coney dogs. Oh, stop with those, Brady. They're, again, we talked about this before I left. Mm. You expect they're going to bring the Skyline Chili in, too, for the you, Bengals party? Mm. As, a, as a snob growing up in country clubs, why do you love poor people food so much? Coney dogs are... Depression-era fallback food. Some of the best. Uh, people ate it out of shoes because it was the only option. Why you rave about conies? Yuck. The last little story is the uh, which, the beef that's shaking up the rock world. Not really, but Nikki oh, Six. pretty good. Then that Pearl Jam is one of the most boring bands in the world. Now, he did, now in he, fairness. He did it in response. He responded, yeah. This yeah. was his retort. Eddie Vedder originally dissed Motley Crue in a recent interview. So saying they stunk, and it was uh, vacuous. I believe was the word he used. You know, these guys are out there doing their thing. I always thought it was, and forgive me if this is offensive, but it was f- vacuous and terrible. I'm like, how could we take that as offensive? <laughs> I was never into it. I always thought that you know what's left of that. There's no substance there. They're terrible. And Motley Crue's like the most boring band in the world. Called us bad. Thanks. <laughs> vacuous. You just made us. Uh, you made us sell tickets. If you're going to a show. For fun, Motley Crue's the fun show. Oh, yeah. Maybe not now, like Brett said. Yeah. Like now, it's just sad. Has <laughs> anyone come around? I guess maybe. It's like if you went to the Pearl Jam oh. and saw him. Oh, that was fun. I saw him in 91. With, I know. In, I got to tell you this. I don't give a crap to clear your pan the bill. <laughs> Over at the Wells Fargo, what used to be the activity center at ASU, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Chili Peppers, and... It had just happened. But they're on 10 at that point. So. They had, and Eddie was insane. And the next time I saw him, you know, the, the forest and the trees and the, the rain and the birds and, and the oil, oil, oil and corporate taxes. And I'm like, what the, who's, where's the dude that climbed the, he used to climb to the top and sing even flow, like hanging like an ape. We don't do that anymore. It's about taxes and corporate, corporate, corporates. You know, if we could just solve the problem with a dugong. I'm like, saying, idiot. <laughs> it helped. All right, that's it. We're done. We got to go. All right, we got to go. We got to go. Uh, we're done. Thank you for uh, for coming back. All the folks that we lost last week, uh, hopefully you've all kind of settled back in and it'll be normal again. Take your pills. Like, yeah, always take your pills. And remember, 
Last week, they, uh, we were all in a dream state together. Uh, that's it. Larry's coming up next. You guys have yourselves a fantastic day, and we'll see you tomorrow right here in the morning segment. So long. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell? 98. I'm not cool with this at all. K-U-P-D. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.